Episode number 95 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're looking a bit dull tonight, are you not? <laughs> you've got a, I don't know what, what you've got on your, a, a, a fancy hoodie there, but it's not fancy. You're, you, you've got no beard, you've got a, your hair's not gelled, you've got a horrendous looking finisher top from 2014. What, what the hell is that you got? Great Scottish run 2014, mate. It's a... Uh... What can I say? I've got in from a run, I was wet, and I was like straight to TRS, and all I've done is grab, throw an old t-shirt on, a hoodie, and a pair of joggers, so, so I, I apologise for the state tonight. Uh, I think, I mean, I've, what am I wearing? You I say mean, that, Kyle's wearing a hoodie that says <laughs> good supply on it. <laughs> it's, you know when your hoodie's got bubbles all over it, you know it's not, uh, it's not one to, you know, to go out and about in. Mind you, I do live in Afford, so, you know, anything goes here. So. Right, I mean, that's a question for you, right? So when is it when is it okay to wear a, 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 a running top for, you know, outside Ooh. as a fashion statement? Like, I mean, Tom, you can't go out, you can't go out in your neighbourhood with that thing on. You'll get people will beat you out in your neighbourhood wearing that. So that was my problem, right, when Great Run used to hand out these cotton T-shirts for... Uh, their post-race finisher t-shirts one size fits all so it doesn't fit and also so I can never wear it so it, it, it's basically used to paint the house occasionally as like a, a sort of Sunday morning lounging t-shirt or or now it seems for podcasting but uh, a pyjama top or pyjama top yeah. yeah but to answer your question I for me running tops are running you know I'm not uh, I'm not someone who mixes and matches I mean I've got some t-shirts I've got a couple of London Marathon t-shirts that are like casual t-shirts but i'm not someone who's going to ro- roll around in a, a nike dry fit t-shirt day to day i'm going to be honest right now listeners you can disagree with me if you if you want i won't know if you are unless you get you get in contact but running t-shirts are bloody most of them are horrendous aren't they, they are, yeah. they're not they're, they're, they're just cheap nasty plastic they're just nasty aren't they well, have you seen? I guess running t-shirts are great for event organisers because they advertise the race for free out and about. But I like this movement: trees, not trees, or something. Trees, not teas. This is right. to plant mm-hmm. tr- plant a tree for every entrant rather than give them a t-shirt, which is brilliant. I think more race organisers should should really get involved in that. Is that something well, we can expect to see at the Speyside Way Ultra or the well, Big that's a, 10K? That's a, well, the Big Hughes 10K. Interestingly, we are um, we have put in an opt-in op, opt-in. Um, an opt-out for the T-shirts. That's good. Because, I mean, it is going to be a, ma- it's a mass participation rate. Last year, the 10K was like 3,000 runners. Um, so, you know, that's a lot of T-shirts. So if if you if people who don't actually want a T-shirt just get a T-shirt, then that's a waste of money. So it's a waste of money. It's a waste of plastic. It's just a waste of resource, isn't it? So hopefully we see a, a re- reduction in that. But, you're, 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 you know, you, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to, a t-shirt promotes your your race. It promotes the sponsors on it. Um, it's a way of of, of making um, you know from from the sponsors the logos are on the back of the t-shirt. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of t-shirts out there, and they're not they're not you know they're not fit for going out and, and waving about. But it may, for running, yes, they're great for going out for a wee run, and it's it's a great um, under under layer over your base layer your t-shirt. <laughs> But, Do you know what's uh, funny, right? I mean, I was in a running kit. So I'm at the moment, I'm running 10 times a week. Now, I probably wear, I don't know, four. There's probably four at the moment. I mean, it's been a pretty minging last month. I wear, there's about four long sleeve tops I wear, one which are like sort of quarter zip type things, 
one base layer and a t-shirt that I always wear for every session and like three four pairs of shorts so I've got half my running wardrobe is never used because I've got I've got my favorite kit bits of kit like everyone does and I pretty much rotate them yeah well that's I think that's that's okay you know it's um but I I find you know I have got a lot of t-shirts but Debbie looked at them and there was one from like 2004 and I'm still wearing them, you know, and I'm wearing them up for for bed. And she's like, "What are you wearing? Like, you know, that's, you know, all the sweat that's accumulated within that t-shirt. And it's yeah, not, true. you know, they say it wicks your sweat away, but it just it just wicks it into the the, the fabric and yeah. it lingers. Um, but I mean, do you know what? There's a, there's some cracking t-shirts. So like, you know, your your London Marathon one and your your Chicago one, they're cracking t-shirts. Eh? Like your Adidas they and the Nike. Those ones are pretty class t-shirts. I mean, I think you know. Let's let's segue this into the, the the marathons and things. But your goodie bag, not even your goodie bag, your your value for money at London Marathon is great, oh, isn't it's it? Incredible. I, you know, I mean, if you look at the the cost of it and what you get for your money, and it's amazing. It's funny you talk about like t-shirts. So yesterday I came down uh, after. If I know Fiona was uh, out. No, I was long run. That's right. I came I came back from a long run, went into the shower, and Fiona was making lunch, and I came down and had a. A T-shirt that was is now fourteen years old. It was from a, a Edinburgh Uni Hare and Hounds T-shirt. And on the back, it just it's on the front. It just says Edinburgh Uni Hare and Hounds. I love man, two thousand eight. And on the back, it says Edinburgh University Hare and Hounds, producing athletes and drunks since I can't remember what year it is. Which I thought, anyway, she was like, is, "Why are you wearing that T-shirt?" <laughs> get out. But um, did yeah, you get I rid think, of it then? Uh, no. Nah. It's, uh, of course, I'll not be getting rid of that T-shirt. But I think that's the thing, like, you've got, there's a sentimental value towards, like, race t-shirts, race mementos. In the same way, I accidentally smashed a pint glass a couple weeks ago, which a Boston Marathon one. I was really gutted because it was, like, it's almost like a, like a memory. But us runners, we're quite, runners are braggers. Runners like to show the what the races they've done. And wearing a t-shirt or having a pint glass or, or wearing a baseball cap, it's a means of showing, yeah, I've run the Boston Marathon. Yeah, I've run the London Marathon. Yeah, I've run... The space side ultra or whatever you know there's a, there's that kind of like um you know sure it's like almost like a badge of honor well yeah i i think that you're right but does it have to be a t-shirt though what what else would you i mean you know you've you've mentioned a few what's your your best your best memento from a race that you've you've done what would you say it has been and you've done it you've done many a race talk yeah i think we've talked this on, on about this one before but i think for me the best is probably Oof, that's a really good one. I really like when you get. I really like having a race glass. Like I think that's really cool because I've got like got a few pint. Gla- I got pint glasses on every marathon I've done except Frankfurt. I couldn't. I didn't manage to find one. Um, and we've got quite a few mugs as well. I just like having things around the house that are kind of like memories of the races, you know. And I think that and most of the stuff you get is when it's like a mug or a pint glass, it's high quality. But um, what Look at is that this? bad boy? Oh, very nice. Okay, Calvin trumped me with a bottle of what was it? Uh, it's like a it's cava. It's a it's bottle a, of cava. It's a magnum of the, cava. The Highland Fling. That's Look at sweet. that. That's it. Everyone got one of those at the end of the race. That's very nice. Isn't in fact, Tom? While you're all there, check my trophy cabinet. Look at that. This is a room that everyone's blessed to hear TRS from. Wow, you've look got, at all those. You've got all those. Look at Disney and Mickey Mouse at the top there. I don't know where that's from. Um, just married, that's why. Uh, you've got the Tallahassee plate. 
You can see the difference in sizes. My second place versus uh, Debbie's first. Have you got a side each on that trophy cabinet? Side then? each. Yeah, you can see mine's a bit, uh, a bit more, a bit, a bit more loaded than Debbie's. Um, but uh, she's not going to like that. But here, look what she's got from um, winning the national champ triathlon champs. She's got all these glasses. Oh, very nice. They're pretty cool, but yeah, they are I mean, cool. She's never used them. They're just, they're just there. Um, also, do you know what? Also, like quakes. When you get a quake, you know. Remember these at the stagger? Oh yeah, yeah. We're drinking whiskey from all the quakes. They're cool. Um, what else do we have? Oh, this is another nice uh, wee memento. Jesus, I almost smashed my own flame cabinet. This is a great segue for a podcast. Look at this. A bit of wood. A bit of Benahee wood. Benahee Ultra wood. That's right. uh, And everyone got a wooden medal. I thought it was quite cool. Um, I think that's it, folks. I think I don't want to bore you because you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, This is why we should have our own YouTube channel, eh? (laughs) Exactly. So that would be quite entertaining on video. (laughs) Anyway, so I guess... um... We're kind of what we we're way off here, but I mean, oh, we're not. We're just we're we're we're, we're, we're kind of adding some content to the show I so think that you guys can run longer. I uh, I would I I think I like getting things that are different. That's it, and things that I use. That's cool. Like I I will be honest. I find medals and trophies like a little like I mean I was the few times I've podiumed at a race and you get like a little trophy. We don't have a trophy cabinet, so it's kind of like it just goes in a box. Whereas I think like things like a glass or uh, coaster, coasters are great. I really like coast coasters. Um, yeah, just things that you can use and, and remember. You know, it's cool. At Boston, they give you a. Re- I got a really cool bottle opener last year, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, nice. So yeah. So what's so what's your favourite then? <sighs> Oof, that's a tough one. That's a really, probably like the bottle opener. I think yeah, bought... the bottle opener is is pretty cool because I because I use it a lot. Um, I mean the Tilly 10k coaster is like is a is a permanent fixture at the moment for me in the lounge. So that's yeah, me too. Like I that think that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you know that it'll always be on display, and if you got your friends around, they put their cup on it, and you're like, yeah, man, that's uh, yeah. When I did the Tilly 10, and, and maybe not with that American accent. But... <laughs> I'm sure it'll be entertaining nonetheless, eh? You know, I remember a few years ago, there was a butcher in Aberdeen, and he was offering, like, a hamper, like a meat hamper, te- in exchange for, like, your London Marathon medal. And I remember at the time going, oh, why would you give up your London Marathon medal? But actually, now I'm thinking, I oh, would really? definitely give up my London Marathon medal. It's just a medal. Yeah, that's what I find. I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I just... I mean, I've got a big white box full of medals, too, just down there. Um, and it's just finisher medals, and I'm like... You get a finisher medal for a 5K and you're like, really? I mean, everyone can do a 5K. No, no, this is, not everyone can, but it's not really a challenge, is it? You know, you finish a 5K and you get a, and not maybe, you know, some people only, I mean, our listener base, most of you do races a lot of the time, you know, every second week or every month or, um, but I just think it's a bit, it's a bit old fashioned. Yeah, maybe. I agree. I think I mean, we need to yeah. just be a bit quirky, but the the difference, I suppose, the challenge of being quirky is is a, a cost associated with that as well, isn't there? So that's the thing. I guess medals you can you can do pretty cheaply. So yeah, um, yeah. So listeners, let us know what your best, uh, your favourite post race uh, memento is. Um, that'd be quite cool to get some ideas, and we can share them with other race organisers and see if we can start to see some better things being and more sustainable things being given on the on the race circuit in Scotland. Okay, well, talking about mementos, some some moments we've had in the last week. We've had 
the intercounties cross country that we're going to chat about. We've got uh, the running coronavirus panic. This is going to be highly entertaining. It'll, it's a new substitute for the vapor fly. Uh, we'll talk about our training, um, our lack of it, and then uh, seven weeks to London, Tom, as well. So know, let's yeah. start. With, let's start with how you're getting on. How was your week? Another good week. So the last two weeks, as I said to you on here, were 92 miles with two sessions, 93 miles with two sessions this week. 94 miles of two sessions. Oh, so, boy. That's, so uh, that's good. We're keeping consistent. And, yeah, it was a really good week. You know, a couple of... I had, what, th- uh, three days with easy doubles. I had a, a session. I did our... I jumped into our club session, which is uh, a double tree, we call it. It's basically a lap of the Hilton double tree down at the beach. It's about... just over, It's just under half a mile. So I did uh, 10 of those, which was cool. Felt good. So I turned the legs at, like... Between five minute and five ten, so island. So I feel like there's a bit of speed coming back, which is good. Then Friday I went down the beach to the prom where it was quite calm actually. I had a day off on Friday and I did ten miles at marathon pace. Ah, nice. So uh, I was ha- quite happy. Do you know what? And that, I always think that's a solid sort of session. I went in so two miles up, did easy, um, straight into the marathon pace. Then and I was. I sort of ended up sitting quite comfortably at the 5.40, 5.42, which is 2.30 pace. And the sort of first four or five miles came and went fine. I had to start working in the second half to hold it. And then fortunately, the last two miles, I was able to, I had something to raise it and finish sort of um, 5.30, five, sort of just under 5.30 pace. But the, the thing is, I always wonder in those sessions is, how hard should I be working for marathon pace? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's never going to be easy, easy, but it's never, it's not equally, it's not like an absolute flat out rep. So, you know, the fact that I can run it pretty controlled for 10 miles is a good sign, but at the same time, I don't know, how do you find it? How do you, how, how do you dial in the marathon pace and how do you know or gauge whether marathon pace is, is a, a realistic pace or not? I think it's, you're right. I mean, you know, I, I, I tend to find if you do a marathon pace session, it always feels easier when you're doing the actual race than it does in training, yeah. hands down. Like, unless you're tapered and ready and fresh, then you might feel really good. But, nah, I mean, I don't. I think I can count in the number of times in my hand that I've actually felt that this is, this feels like I'm race, like I, I should feel on, on a race day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the whole part of marathon training. You know, when... If you're doing a block, I mean, your last four weeks you've you've been averaging 95 miles a week. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, you're not going to have a fresh day, really. True. I mean, you're gonna and let if you. But this is where you come back to all the all the training advice that we've been given and Lewis has provided and 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 you know from other you know lots of sources that are are are, are have been tried and tested. You know things like the 80-20 rule. You know your yeah. Or, you know, your 80% is really, 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 really easy and your 20% is good quality training and that's where your, your session counts. And if you're doing your 80% really easy, then potentially, yeah, you might feel that you're, you, you've got that marathon pace, pace, if that makes, maybe not the perceived or, or, or the effort. So I think if I'm doing a, say if I'm doing like a marathon pace effort, I'll always try and go by effort rather than pace. Mm-hmm. But I'll also be mindful of what my pace is as well, just so that it gives me an indication. So I think that's the only way you can really do it without being kicking yourself too much, because the chances are you, you might feel that it's a bit a bit laborious. 
potentially when you're doing your training sessions because of all mm-hmm. those other factors. And, you know, the majority of us listening just now are working full time, we're commuting, we're, we're busy guys and girls. So don't kick yourself to the ground if you, you don't reach those paces. Kick yourself if you don't get out and do the run, but do your run, run the effort that you think your marathon's up and it'll all come together. Uh, at some point, but I mean, I'm always, my advice. I'm a, I always think the fact that you, if you can raise it at the end of a marathon pace session, if you can, I mean, if you're doing it at the end of a long run, that's maybe a little bit different. But certainly for me, doing it just a single block there, the fact that I was able to raise it at the end gives me a bit of confidence. You know, it's not like I was absolutely flat out, and I could have, I could have quite easily put another three or four miles in at that pace. I, th- I felt like so. So we'll see. It's, it's good. The signs are good. The problem is, I've got a dilemma, which I'm keen to put to you. Oh, here we go. The listeners, uh. Set. So, uh, b- before we even get to Corona, um, so road relays are coming up, and we've got a, we've got a, a pretty solid team. Um, and I will, you know, if I'm the question is, I've got an opportunity to, if the guy, if they if they need a sixth counter, I'll step up and run. The problem is the road relays is the day before the Aloha half, so that would mean, well, it would mean one of two things: either I've been Aloha, uh, which means I don't really get another half. I don't really get another half. I wouldn't get another half before London, which is not ideal. I wouldn't have minded just gauging where I'm at. Or I do the half off having run a leg that the relays, which is not a very good idea, I think. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure what to do, to be honest. Ugh. I you think I, if they need the sixth count, if they need a sixth man, I'm 100% running the relays. Um, you know, Show up for the team that we've got a good squad, you know, the likes of Cam Strachan, Will Mackay, Ben Ward, these boys. You know, I'm gonna, I will, I will do a job for the team, but at the same time, it's kind of like now, if I do a, if I end up doing a short leg at the relay, that's not really indicative of, well, it's, it's indicative of what shape I'm in, but it doesn't really give me much before London, you know. Is this where my is this where I meant to step in and, and, and take take it for the team, like? No, th- no, this is where no, this is where this is where I'm thinking. What do you reckon? Do you reckon? I mean, a three mile oh, I don't know. four weeks out, a three mile effort is not is is really not what I'm looking at. So I could turn it into a session. I could do like a three mile effort. I could actually, you know, I'll probably do the hard five, the hard three mile race, and then see if I can do a bit of recovery, and see if I can do a couple more three mile efforts and make it a session. I think that's the best thing to do. I mean, when it comes to doing a park run, I remember when I was doing my marathon training, like you, I, there'd be a couple of times I would, I would run too hard in the, the park run and go, Christ, I've got to do a marathon session now. Mm-hmm. But you can recover longer, you know, you can recover, you can have like a longer recovery and then just go back in it. But So you're running on tired legs because you think about it, you're going to be... You're going to be running, right? You're going to, in the marathon, you're going to get to 20 miles. You're going to feel like shit, potentially. You might not if you're doing a, a, a negative split, but even if you're doing a negative split, you should be, you should yeah, be feeling great. Work, yeah. It's going to be hard. You know, there's no, there's no getting away from racing and going, you know, balls, you know, eyeballs to the, eyeballs out and everything hurts. So, so maybe that's something that you could do, you know, taper for the weekend and use, Use the the Sunday session as a, you know, as a as a as an effort, or you can do the so the half marathons. There's the road relays then as a half, is there? Yeah, it's a shame. It's a bit of a wasted. It's a bit of a wasted time doing the five k and then going to the marathon because a five k I think 
would take a lot of you, and you're not going to. Exactly. It's not going to. It's not going to indicate a, 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 a. You know, you'll you may you might still get a good time, but you, you're wasting a little bit of effort. And, from and that's the, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I would only do the half to get to get a gauge of where I'm at. So that's a shame. Um, that is a real shame. But on the other hand, if, if it means we've got a decent team for the road release, I'll I'll turn out, which is that's cool. That's exciting. So anyway, so that's I'm actually that's only like two or three weeks away. So I'm kind of. Um, seven weeks to go. As I say, I've had another. I got another twenty-two miler on the weekend. Solid, you know, just another sort of easy, steady one. So I'm. I feel like the volumes there, the long runs are there. I'm running two and a half hours every weekend. I feel like I've. Uh, I can run for a long time at the moment, which is good. I just need to start doing a bit more speed endurance uh, over the next few weeks. So um, yeah, all to plan. Just hope it bloody happens. And you know that we maybe we can jump into coronavirus update early. So the situation is now Rome and Paris marathons have been cancelled or postponed till the second half of the year. The I understand Barcelona. I haven't read it, but I heard in the grapevine Barcelona has been cancelled. So I uh, I really worry that if London gets knocked on the head, all these backups like Brighton and that are also going to get knocked on the head. Do you think London's going to get cancelled, Tom? The only one thing that I saw on the weekend was that there was they were concerned that. Like New York had in 2004 after Hurricane Sandy, when everyone ran it anyway, they're concerned that if they cancel it, there'll be an unofficial race and folk will just rock up and run through the streets of London, which would be pretty chaotic. So, on, imagine if they don't close the roads. It'd be chaos, but folk would still do it. It'd just be running down the pavement and stuff. So it would be. It would be. So I guess it's the. I'm hoping that that threat. I mean, okay. I know that this is very much the one of the least of the world's problems at the moment on a day where the stock markets have crashed the oil prices crashed um and the coronavirus continues to spread and big boris is not saying is not doing giving very much information about it so anyway but you you know as a runner who's training you're quite uh you're quite you're quite interested to understand <laughs> your race is going to get cancelled i mean manchester's not far away now is the paris marathon being caught i know the half is called off but is yeah, the paris the, marathon being called off too yeah it has yeah Jeez, and then Marathon the World Half Rome. Marathon Championships, yeah. uh, we announced, well, did we? I don't think we did. We did, we did, yeah. There was a we announced, yeah, so the, Steph Davis and uh, Sarah Ingalls. Sarah Ingalls. Um, it's been postponed until the end of the year. I know. Which is, uh, and yeah, Jeez. It's, it's pretty pretty rough, all these events. My question so is, are, why, I don't know enough about the, you know, the sort of spread of coronavirus, but I mean... Wash your hands. Exactly, wash your hands. Amen. That's Tom saying. Wash your hands. Just wash your hands, folks. That's all you need to do. There you go. Tom. Boris says, wash your hands. Thanks, Tom. Happy birthday twice. I mean, the thing is, though, like, uh, yeah, apparently we have heard today, Boris says we're, the Cobra are saying we're still in the containment phase and in a couple of, we're still a few weeks away from moving to the delay phase of the, the virus reaction. So, I don't know. I hope. Uh, I don't know. The problem is London. You are bringing a lot of people in to do the marathon. But as we said last week, if they cancel on the marathon, surely you've got to be shutting football games off. You've got to be closing the tube. You've got to be. You know, there's a there's London marathon. There's a lot of people, and they're in a you know there's yeah in a close proximity. But at the same time, I don't know. But do, do you know what they're like? Running, if you're a, if you're a runner and you got a race, it's the it's it's the most unhygienic place in the world. 
isn't it? I mean, Abdi's scratching their bars and they're itching their arses. Some of them are shitting themselves. And <laughs> they're just... Yeah. They're, and then they're like splattering everywhere. They're coughing because they've got some sort of chest infection from the winter training that they've been doing. And it's it's just a... It's just, you know, it's not very healthy, is it? Let's be honest. Like, you know, when you when you do a race, it's, you can't say it's, a, you know, it's a it's, it's a place that you want to take, um, you know, if there's a virus kicking about. So that's, you know I mean? yeah, I totally agree. So anyway, we'll see. So listeners, again, call to arms. Let us know if you've got any uh, good London backups in mind. And you know what? I'm now thinking... Even an, an, any race will do as a backup. Like I'm actually starting to think that Tom Scott might become my backup in the sense of him in shape. What is it? Two weeks out, I'll still do a. I may just line up and do a ten miler. So I think I'll get an entry for that in. When's that one? I think it's the first weekend of April. Okay. Maybe three. Oh, I could anyway, So that that's the type of thing I'm thinking about because I just want to. Do, I'm at the stage where, to be honest, I just want to be able to do a decent race around about April. Um, and what's Fiona thinking? So Fiona is thinking probably the same actually. She's she's thinking London or an alternative that weekend. So like if there's a if it turns if you know if we can get like a replacement marathon on the same day like I don't know Dusseldorf is one that we've kind of half looked at. Although I don't know what German government are saying to all this, we might look at that if London's cancelled. But otherwise, I think she's going to probably run Tom Scott anyway. I think, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Mm. Well, yeah, who knows what happened then? It's sad times. Exactly. It's, uh, you do, it's you just, of course, you don't have this problem not running any races. That's it. You know, I, when I'm when I'm racing, when I'm racing, I'll be I'll be re- raring to go. I'll be smack bang. So tell us. TVs and all so, that kind of jazz. So, you know? so speaking of, of racing and moving on to you, Cal. So what's what's the script then? Have you entered the fling yet? I've, well, not not yet. Not isn't is. I haven't had my en- entry confirmation, but okay. uh, I was looking at other races. As I mentioned, the Mozart 100. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, th- there's there's a there's a race. It's part, I think it's like an Ultra Trail World Tour Discovery race, and it's um, I got my voucher code through. It's it's the Ultra Trail Hungary race. Okay. It's 100k, and it's at the end of May. So I'm, I think I'm going to do that. And I think. Uh, you know, it's a drum roll. Debbie might do her first ultra there too. Just wow, okay. <laughs> so begin. I thought she wanted to run a fast marathon. I think she did. Well, yeah, you can still do that too. You know, there's yeah, you okay. do a marathon, then you just do a a, a race for shits and gigs. You know. Okay, very good. So, uh, so because Debbie's ma's going to Budapest, and ah, she was okay. like, "Ah, oh, do you guys fancy coming to Budapest? We've got a." A, a nice apartment, and we're like, oh, okay, well, let's check uh, what's what's kicking about during that week. The Ultra Trail Hungary, it's like 20 minutes away from Budapest. Nice. So uh, I think we might do it. Like, um, well, it's the end of May. End of May, yeah, fancy it. Nice. You can end do that. Of May. Uh, you might do an ultra. I've got time. some, no, I've got, I'm actually got, I've got another race in mind end of May. Uh, oh, through, are you going to tell us? Oh, yeah, I can't tell, I can't tell actually. So the Beach Brussels- 10K. Yeah, oh, the breach thing, give it sure. The Brussels is in June. Is this a, a marathon, the Aberdeen Marathon? No, no. So the Brussels ten, the Brussels twenty k is a a race sponsored by Total, who I work for, and huh? there's a and there's an, a competition for employees within that. Glo- oh globally. really? Yeah. So oh, and, right. and partners can run for the company. So me and Fiona are thinking oh. about going over to run that, which could be quite good fun. Yeah, I'll try and get a few it? lads to go across and take a team from Tep UK. 
Does he get his uh, cheeky wee uh, expen- all expenses job here? No, I think pay? I think you you get your entry paid, you know, but you, you know pay well. And also Brussels is quite a cool place we'd like to go and see. So what does the winner get? Uh, a, a year's a year's annual leave, or <laughs> just the, the, the winner gets a pat on the, the back. The winner gets a a, a section in the, the Total magazine, maybe. I think that's put, at, at best, you might get a picture on your, your picture put up on the internet. That's probably about it. Big Dave Andrews was a, a he had a wee section in the magazine. I saw. He did, yeah. It was a very I good. Saw that, yeah. Dave's a OMD. So, yeah. Anyway, so back to you then. So, so we're we're edging closer to you signing up to a race then. It's getting this closer and closer. Um, I'm still trying to sort this hip out. Um, it's still annoying me. It's just there. Yeah. It's just annoying. Like going out for runs and I feel like every stride. It's just oh, it's wearing me down. Like you know. So how much did so, you get much running in last week? I got a good bit. Yeah, I ran. I had a good week. Um, I got. Uh, you know, like I said, I've just been running without a watch. I've or I've put my watch on, not uploaded. I just. Mm-hmm. I'm just running, you know, like, I'm doing, se- I did a session, I'll chat about it, it's part of a rant, actually, um, but I've been doing, every week, I have been doing, like, some sort of session, you know, mm-hmm. once or twice I've been doing sessions, so it's been good. I did, Sunday I did a, a cheeky wee 30 miler, half tempo, half ultra pace, that was quite nice, nice. Um, just around Afford, you know, I tried to do the hashtag city limits of Afford, but I only did one half, so <laughs> i have to... Trying to figure out the other half as as my mileage improves. So, nice. um, but I'm looking forward. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, once I've I'm I'm getting back into it and I'm 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 starting to enjoy it. I think I'm starting to enjoy it more because I've got a bit more energy. Yeah. Uh, this hip still, if I can just manage it and just strengthen it up, just foam roll it, just do all the things that you should do without you know not sitting my arse all the time at work and um I'll be okay. And and I think the lighter nights. The long earlier mornings, the, the later nights uh, or the longer days is helping a lot too, you know. So uh, it's coming together, Tom. You know, I'm 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 awful um, I'm awful keen on 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 getting back to where I was uh, sometime soon. So this is good. The, mo- the mojo's uh, creeping. Mojo's back. coming back slowly but surely, and you can't have a podcast with just one person who just doesn't want want to run, you know. Exactly. You've got to have two, you know. So exactly. And what about the so this dream you had of the last two years of running a fast marathon? When's this going to happen then? It's not, it's not going to happen in April or May, is it? I mean, Jesus. But you got anything I, in I mind can... the second half of the year, or are you going to go full ultra between now and? I, I don't know. It's there's something nice about doing. Um, just racing a, a, you know, like not a low key marathon, but you know something like the Loch Ness, where it's like it's about racing, getting a, a podium, or um, but there's there's something quite special about trying to go for a PB. I just, I, I think, I think I'm just, I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know, you know, how it's how long it'll take me to get to the to a fast PB again. I, I like, I think I've got a lot of work to do, but. I just feel that I can just keep going. I, I just keep for ultra running. I can just keep running, you know. Nice. If my hips okay, then I can just keep running. I can just hit six thirties for or whatever. It depends what the, the the course conditions are like, but I can just keep going. I've just got that sort of. I just don't want to stop. So and you and you couldn't find a hundred k, no, because that was I saw I was I was going through some various British athletic stuff on the weekend. I don't know what I was I was looking at like. Scottish like all times and all on various distances and I happened to come across I was looking at the Tokyo Olympic qualifying actually because I wanted to see some stuff on the standards 
then I happened to stumble across the 100k world champs standards. What, 650, 647? That's, that's 647. The so, yeah, which is, you know, what was I? Six, only, you're only just outside that, mate. Yeah. Um, there's, if, they take, if they bring a team, the, the chances are that they, it would be, I think it was 701, 701. Yeah. Um, so I'm within the team standard. Um, but again, there's a lot of people who are. Uh, well, I say there's a lot, I think, from last year anyway. It might take 2018 as well. Um, you know, obviously, J- Charlie Harper, big Charles Harper. Big Chaza, the fighter. Chaza, the fighter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Rob Turner. And so those two were ahead of me. And there's me. And it all depends on the race, the trial race as well. So that I think if you get in the top two and you, you're within the standard, then you get an automatic selection. So that's two. That's five, like, you know, that, and there could be another four or five or six or even more that get within that standard of mm-hmm. 701, you know? So it's, there's not, like, I'll, I'll, I'll register my interest, but it might, it just all depends on how it, how everyone else runs, so. You can't find, when, when would you need to run 100k by to? It's to... before, it's from, it's from the, well, so the, I think looking at the selection policy, it was from, like, basically the 23rd of March, 2019 which is or 21st of March so it's basically like from that race I did until um, uh, until until the 23rd of, of May or something that's when the selection date is okay. so it's it's yeah if I can get a, if I can find a course before 23rd of May that's fast and flat then then I get six six you know it still doesn't guarantee me a spot I don't think but um there's, there's, there's a higher a chance that you would potentially get picked. But well, it gives you it gives you a chance to bank on better time and prove yeah. that you're you're not a one hit wonder. You know, yeah. you can back it up. But that the problem is, it's finding the races. It's finding yeah. those those races. Um, and and it's just it's annoying that I, I had a wedding that's the same day as a trial. But you know, you can't you can't just put your life on hold for you know when it's close friends and miss a wedding. Maybe you can maybe if you're a professional and you get paid, but. I don't want to regret not going to the wedding and watching Logan in a wee kilt, you know, all these things, yeah. family life, but it is what it is. There's, and like I say, I'm, I'm planning things like doing that race in Hungary, like doing an ultra trail race like that, and then potentially doing Mozart, doing, there's so many other adventures that you can have. So if what will be, will be, Tom, I'm not going to get hung up on it, I think. Yeah, quite right. Um, well, that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, well, hopefully you'll get, you never know, if you keep an eye and you may see a, 100k. I'm surprised that 100 miler on the track, you can't use that. I thought you could, but I don't think you can. I don't know why, but... Because surely it's like, it's the easiest race in the world to, to verify that you're on the distance. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. That is what it is. Oh, well. So anyway, the mojo's coming back, and there's a, there is a what appears to be the shell of a plan appearing. Pre- precisely, Tom. Very good. Yeah. So anyway, talking about ultras, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's go we're for it. race news. results. We're still in news. Race results, sir. Let's, well, well, we've talked about coronavirus already. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, my marinoia started seven weeks out from London because I don't even know if the marathon's going to happen. So we've given the call to arms to listeners to, to, uh, to let us know alternatives. So race results and give us a kick us off with, with uh, the tunnel. The tunnel, <laughs> the, the, the tunnel. So I was there. So I, me and Ed McCluskey, big Ed McCluskey, were running. Did a track session last Wednesday, uh, and it was fantastic. You know, it was a, I say it was fantastic. The track session wasn't fantastic, and that's a rant that I'll come on to. Well, I won't come on to, but Ed will come on to. 
Um, but uh, we we saw your man, uh, good old Dave Moore. You know, not Dave, old man Dave. This is another Dave, and uh, he was just running around the track. You know, just running around the track for how I don't know how however many laps he was doing. I was like, hi Dave, how you doing? You fine? So I am, I'm fine. I'm just, uh, I'm just training for the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm tapering for the Tunnels Ultra. I was like, what the hell's the, t- what the hell's the Tunnels Ultra? Um, you know, this is the first you've heard of it. I have heard of it. Okay. Um, I didn't really know. What? It's like a, it's like a 200 mile race or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mile up and down. It's a mile in the tunnel, just up and down, I think. So, so I asked him. Well, tell. Good luck for the race, you know. Like he was pretty modest about it, and uh, you know, he, he's like, it was nothing. There's no biggie. I was like, well, let us know how you get on, so we can chat about it for TRS. So it'd be fantastic to know. So he messaged me. Um, so that's how he was. He messaged me. So he, first, so this is this is a quote from Dave, right? And I was peeing myself when I, I, I read it. So first race, I've had to lug 10k of kit for a mile to the start. It was so effed up. I'm allergic to fungus spores. <laughs> Never thought about the damp. <laughs> Very uncomfy. The tunnel itself is like some cross between the Goonies and Satan's arsehole. Oh my god. <laughs> Pick working wall shapeshift. Worse with a head torch. Hallucinations continuous from 12 hours. And I didn't actually bonk. I broke down really fast, body and brain. A runner found me asleep, so stayed up making clucking noises. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> walked out the last miles as a. It was super wet outside. As a A, it was super. Walked out the last miles as A, it was super wet outside. B, I didn't have accommodation until 2 p.m. C, the pub was a mile away, so it didn't open until noon. <laughs> So oh, I actually geez. don't know how you got on. So I saw, um, I got a message from the other, our other Dave. Um, he said uh, he sent us to at one stage he was fifth. He was uh, at 114 miles. You know, let me go on this uh, website. My race results. So anyway, that is it's in the UK's longest tunnel. I understand. I think so. Yeah, yeah that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a mile isn't that long for a tunnel, is it? No, it's well. I mean, it must be dark as well. Nah, it's a tunnel, Tom. Of course it's well, a tunnel. Well, no, no, what I mean is there's no natural light. Yeah. I mean, see, 200 yeah. miles of light. Um, yeah, let me see. I can't find it. All right, let me, I'll, we will, I'll look for it offline. I'll find it by the time, time we come to this. Anyway, well done, Dave. That is. That sounds absolutely horrendous. Uh, yeah, I must say, like, rather him than me like you know but I mean I must say as well though, I mean how many hours would that 200 mile take I don't know but I mean well I was 30 odd hours for UTMB it was it was pretty brutal but but you're in a tunnel you know you're just seeing the same thing it must be a bit a bit trippy yeah it must be oh here we go right I've got it tunnel ultra so Dave Moore was okay he was a DNF only 8 guys finished so Dave got to 156 miles he was the furthest of all the DNFers, uh, if you if you can take any credit from that. <laughs> he did seventy eight laps. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So the winner is yeah, hundred laps, two hundred miles. So it must be mile down and back. But yeah, the winner was forty three hours for two hundred miles. 
You're a crazy bastard, eh? Crazy bastard. Not just him. In defence, right, there was a huge number of... D- most people, I mean, I can't count them all, but there was like... Um, the majority were DNFs. As I say, only eight finishes, so... Brutal. Brutal. Would that... What would... Um, what would... What would entice you to run that? Oh, getting... I don't know. Not much would entice me to do that. <laughs> I think... Uh, I wouldn't do it for the shits and gigs, that's for sure. <laughs> I think if I, if, I, if I retired from running, I would do it as a challenge. But oh, I don't think I would ever... Hours. Jesus Christ. I don't think I would ever want to do it just for bands, like, you know? No. I mean, if I was wanting to get a fast 100K, uh, 10k or 100k, I'm not going to go and do a 200-mile race in a, a tunnel. Well, let's mean, get Dave to come on and tell oh, us what. I think 34, brilliant. Or, oof, how long was he out for? 154 miles. doesn't say how long he was out for, but... Dave, we're going to get you on. You can tell us all about life in the tunnel. Dave Moore. Dave yeah. Mole. Dave Mole. <laughs> oh, Tom. Tom. So we, uh, we, we were rambling before. Tom was just a, as a... We, we took a wee break, folks, about the tunnel's ultra, but Tom's been bouncing about in his seat for the last half an hour, and there's something they like with him, and I realise it's not about us uh, chatting about this ultra racing. It was needed to go for the a wee pit stop in the... In the porta potties. So we're back in the game, Tom. We've finished the results for the tunnel ultra. We don't even chat about the results, but um, but we, we we had a little result from Dave Moore. So good, good, well done to Dave. Um, yeah. Some other results we had. The Inverness half marathon prevailed. Uh, the coronavirus didn't get to it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some great results. Um, I think it was quite. The conditions weren't great, but um, no, I don't think they were. No, but our first man, our first uh, overall winner was Wayne Gebby Selassie, 10506 from Shettleston Harriers. So he um, he also ran the big half the week before and uh, ran a 104. So I think, from what I hear, I think he was looking for a 103 to 104, but the conditions weren't favourable. So yeah. he's, uh, he's certainly in fantastic shape and I think he's looking to be aiming to get uh, an Olympic marathon qualification for... The yeah, I think he's aiming to do London. Oof, that's a big it's, ask. It's a 11, big ask, but yeah, two eleven thirty. I'm not sure I see that happening. But he's already been in the Olympics, hasn't he? Did uh, you who got the Olympics? Uh, no, was that not Tewaldi Manchester? That's right. Yeah, it's Tewaldi, I think. So yeah, but I mean, he was a Shettleston Harrier too. But they, they clearly, you know, the Shettleston club clearly did a good um, job of of you know capturing some of these uh, East Africans and. And taking them under their wing to achieve some fantastic times and whatnot. So uh, yeah, good result from Wayne. Well clear, Kenny Wilson, my Roadrunners, one hundred six thirty-five. So um, yeah, good result for him. Uh, running just uh, ahead of Cameron Strachan as well. Big Cam, Cam, Cameron Russell Strachan for a cheeky little PB, one hundred six fifty-two. Just behind was Dougie Selman again and. A good was a good result for Will Mackay as well. Um, yeah, Metro debut on exactly, your cell well. On your cell well. That's uh, you know you're fantastic, and and I didn't think he was running as quick as that actually. I, you know, no disrespect to him, but um, that's a good run. It, it's a fantastic run. I I thought he wasn't in great shape, but he's clearly been doing the, putting in the the miles and putting in the speed. You know, work. he's been he's training with us now, mate. He's been doing Wednesday sessions with the. With the Metro Chiki, lads. Uh, Metro and June's team, I see. Yeah, exactly. You know it, mate. That's uh, oh. that's driving some results. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good result for for your man, Will McKay too, and Kevin Woods. I mean, he's what sixth place, and he got a third at the at the National Cross Country Championships. So that's uh, it. Just shows the standard of the. I mean, Lewis Rogers is another cracking runner. The the strength and depth of of that of that um, of that marathon, that Inverness half is is great. A good result for first bet with Grant Bailey as well. You know, he's been on the scene a while. One hundred nine fourteen. Uh, first, yeah, I didn't realise that. That's that well. a good run, yeah. So uh, you know, kicking um, you know, being a little bit ahead of Big Tom Roach as well from Contour Jog Scotland in one eleven foot forty nine. So yeah. Uh, so there you go, some some interesting results for you. What about yeah. the women's side? Have you got the, the 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 ladies' side there, Tom? I do, yeah. So on the women's side, it was won by Liz Abbott of Lyddon St Anne's Roadrunners. She won it last year as well. She won seventeen fifty three for the win. Uh, in second place was Metro Aberdeen's Kerry Price, who who ran it in a in that was a PB for Kerry, a really good one eighteen sixteen. So Kerry looking in really good shape, uh, and you know really progressing well there. And in third place it was Jennifer Wetton, so Jenny Wetton of Central AC, who um, who's you know is, is is running you know Jen someone who we've seen run really well at marathon over the years and. Third place in 121.05, so yeah, that was really good. Uh, I know because uh, from a club perspective that the team prize went to Metro Aberdeen for the men and I think the women as well, so good uh, good weekend all around for us. For me, what was interesting, right? Now, I'm someone who ran the infamously windy lossy half, so of course for me, a key interesting thing from this race is a lot of people ran... Lossy and this, and I was quite keen to get a bit of a benchmark of what do the lossy times mean. And I, I think we can be quite clear to say lossy was about 90 seconds quick, yeah, unless everyone had a bad day, <laughs> yeah. Okay, people have good and bad days at various ratios. I'm, I'm, I think that the, the guess that we had of between 90 and two minutes is about right. Uh, I'm gonna throw it, I'm gonna throw it at about 90 seconds looking at the guys around me, which is useful for me because it starts to tell me that I'm in I think I'm also fitter than I was then so I I think I'm in low well see if I was running a half tomorrow I would I would look to try and break 72 minutes again so that's uh the Inverness half has proven useful for me there yeah yeah other results we had also this weekend uh it was the um inter-counties which was, uh, I'm not going to go through all the results, cause the, but the main interest was uh, a win for Megan Keast. Who is, that was a great run from her, eh? She was miles clear. She And she is such a talent. I mean, that's really, you know, in her, uh, in her age category now, to see how she's just absolutely cleaning up is, is, is really good. And I think that we're going to see more. Hopefully she'll, you know, continue to develop... Um, through the, the age categories and you know essentially once she comes through past them she's under 20 at the minute and and we'll see her um her come through as a senior as well which is which is brilliant um and yeah really cool to see to see a, a, a northwest do so well there oh it was an amazing result i mean i i think she completely owned I, i'm trying to find the results but I, I remember looking a few days ago and she completely owned the event you know, she was there was no one touching her, which, if you think about it, you know, to to do it at something like the inter counties is a fantastic, a oh, fantastic. Really is. So, 
So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be it'll be interesting to see how she gets on and some of the other races that are coming up. So um, be, yeah. and how she transfers that over to like you know things like the track or the road or whatever else she's got planned. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. So yeah, so uh, yeah, so congratulations to Megan and her coach Ross Cairns. Um, the another result that I was going to touch on, um, we mentioned last week it was the Cooper Five on the weekend, which is a which is a cool race and one that we that um, we talked about last week. It's it's sort of it's a race distance that you don't see that often. The Cooper Five, um, you know, it's the sorry the five mile race, and I I like it as a race distance. I think it's a distance that you can really um, you can really kind of get after a little bit more than a you know 10k, um, but not you know obviously not quite as hot as a um, as a 5k pace. So anyway, I I like it. I didn't do it this year, but I would like to do a fi- another five miles soon, and hopefully this one next year. It was a win for Ali Hay, Central AC, 24:33. Uh, second place was James Waldy of HBT. Oh, good for Waldy there. What, what time did you get? 2544. That's fairly shifting. Good on you, Waldy. Good third to see place. you back. Uh, an ambassador of the good old, uh, the good active old route. active route. So, yeah. good on you, man. And yeah, third place, Tom Cunningham, uh, Christophe, in 2557. Uh, if I just uh, scroll down to find the women's results, it was. Do you know what? I always think on Run Britain stuff, they should just put an F instead of W because when you've got a list of M's, it's a real nightmare to just visually pick out a, um, pick out a W. Anyway, ran over. It looked to be, a, from what I can see, a win for Jennifer Spence of uh, Fife in 30.25. Second place, Kristen Lowney of PH Racing, something that I mentioned on here before, 31.17. And in third place... Portia McRobbie, Dundee Hawks, 32-37. So, well done, Fife AC for keeping this race going. It's a it's a, a good fixture on the on the calendar. Fantastic. So, other than that, I mean, there isn't really much else happening, is there? Results wise, have we got anything no, else? I'm not that I'm aware of. I mean, you know, um, I think we're starting to run a little bit of a lull before we hit the sort of end of March, April, and into April um, halves and. Uh, and marathons that everyone's training towards. Um, but speaking of training, the hashtag City Limits is continuing. So shout out this week to Johnny McBain, Dundee Hawks, who has who has uh, uploaded a run which basically does the City Limit of Dundee. So we've now got Aberdeen, Edinburgh, thank you Neil Renault, and Dundee, thank you Johnny McBain. In fact, we've got Aberdeen twice because our man Rico went out and did the same route as I did on the. Oh, uh, this of course weekend, he did, so. didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, come on, folks. Get don't be shy. Get your runs in. Get them on Strava. Tag us. Share on our messenger. We want to see them. We want uh, we want everyone to be running around their towns, their villages, their cities, their suburbs, or whatever your your house even. It all it all counts, eh? Exactly. So Kyle is going to do right. Are we going to see the Afford City Limits this week? <sighs> I'm not. Uh, what, what am I doing? That would involve you uploading to Strava, though. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I have to just uh, get it uploaded. Eh? Okay, right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll make it a deal. Eh? How's that sound? How far? How far would it be if you were to do like, basically the Afford 10K? You know, you go out and round out and then round the top of Afford. 
It's about half that though. Like you've got to do the other half average. So okay. I think it's about maybe ten miles. Not even oh. that. It's not that big yeah. actually. We're giving you an excuse. We're giving you an excuse <laughs> to get a training run in then. As an Make ultra, it happen this week. As an ultra runner, I'm kicking off because it's a ten mile loop. It's not even do, a ten mile loop. It's, it it's probably like five miles or something. Yeah, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll, let's make that a date then. I'll, I'll right. get my finger out and I'll, I'll run around the, the village of Aphrodite. Excellent. Right, well, talking about running around the track, we've got a fantastic rant um, before we go into our interview. Um, and this rant is based on what I was mentioning about running on the track last Wednesday, right? So Big Ed McCluskey was uh, running with me. We sit, sometimes do a cheeky wee session there. At lunchtime, and, and he joined us for a what did we do? I think it was like eight by a K or something like that. Um, so Ed's rant is my rant is directed specifically at the student group in who I ASV on Wednesday passed, but I'm sure folk can relate. The rant shite chat towards runners from non runners. Now, doing a session, minding our own business, then they're, then they're there, then there they are, pissed up morons walking across the track. You'd think they'd move on. Nah. So session interrupted, not by much, but still annoying, and then it came. Run, forest, run. Closely followed by other classics like, come on, mate, speed up, to which the idiotic group join in and laugh. Am I the only person this kind of behaviour infuriates? I'm not a violent person, but it crossed my mind. <laughs> now, it also crossed my mind, but I also have to recognise that I work there. So um, the guy, or one of these idiots, ran in front of me as I was finishing my session, like just getting to the finish line of, of the end of the, the last lap of the kilometer rep. And you're not, when you're running a session, you're focused, you're, you're on the ball, you only do two high intensity sessions a week. So you don't want people to be dicking about in front of you. And this guy, this idiot get, goes on the track, you know, and he was, there was a wee event on and things, but absolute arsehole. Um, and just had no disregard for anyone but himself. So, What's your thoughts on that, Tom, of you? And, and, you know, your good old, like, run, forest, run. You must have had that before. You must have. Uh, yeah, I mean... Especially I'm, that beard of yours the last couple of months, eh? So I'm, I'm someone who is... I'm trying to sort of uh, not get stressed out by these sort of things. Life's too short. You should just... You know, and it's easier said than done, but it's like when someone cuts you up in traffic. I was... Um, it was, it was I was speaking to old man David, these sort of things, and we're saying, you know, the eight-second rule. When something like that happens, you just got to take a deep breath, Eight seconds later, let it go. It's not. Don't let that these idiots stress you out. You only have once. Um, you know. I mean, I'm. He sounds like an absolute bell end of the highest order. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't get him chucked out. Ah, well, he did get. I think the a few the group got chucked out, so it was all good. But okay. it's, it's it's the rant isn't about that particular event. I think the run for us run stuff. The rant is about idiots who who aren't runners, who just, they just get in your way and they shout things and you're like, shut up, I've heard it before. Yeah. Like maybe if I was 18 years old or 17, I would maybe be a little bit more like touched by it, but I'm not, you know? I went through a phase of being like, of, if someone was giving me abuse like that, I would shout like, uh, like shout someone, you know, back at them, like, come on mate, let's see if you can keep up. Knowing that if they were to come <laughs> at me, I would definitely be able to raise it. That you, know, you look, you, you think they're not going to, I'm pretty sure they can't run a five minute mile, you know, and just, uh, and think, but now I tend to just like, I try and ignore it and just think, you know, that's, ugh, I don't know, in a world of, I, I'm very much trying to be, 
hashtag be kind these days and not like you know I don't know you never know what's going on someone is maybe I don't know these idiots and maybe they're trying maybe it's some kid who's trying to impress his mates or something I don't know because he's had and I, I just think you know they've shouted that at me I've got it is literally causing me no issue let it go no it's not worth me getting it's, I've got enough things that work and other things that are that, uh, that these boys don't have that that I've got to deal with. That the last thing I could do with is the last thing I need to do is worry about some moron shouting it. Um, so I think that for me the message would be just try and let it go. You know what I mean? Like the, the minute it gets under your skin, they've won. Well, that's that's true, Tom. You you you're the bigger man, and I think we hopefully all are. But um, and it's also you know when they run next year, these oh, yeah, idiots run nice. next year. Like, I'm never going to do anything stupid, but, like, just bugger off, will you? <laughs> Says the man who, who jumped into a car in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in Florida. I mean, that boy ran me over, so that's different, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh, when they run alongside you, I tend to, like, um, I, I mean, that's happened to me a couple of times. I haven't done, like, not that long ago, actually, down on the beach, and I'd said to the, uh, the guy who was on the, next to me, and all his mates were laughing and watching, and I sort of just said to him, oh, sweet, let's go, mate, let's go. Like, encouraging him to stay with me. And then when he realised that, that actually I wasn't that annoyed by, I think he he thought I'd be pissed off, and I clearly wasn't. Um, he just stopped. Because that's what they're looking for—a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So you're the bigger man, Tom. I think we all are. But it is a it is a lesson, though. You runners out there, if you get people shouting at you, calling your names, just you know, be the bigger man or the girl, and, and make sure that you you know you're safe out there. You don't do anything stupid because you can get yourself in a bit of bother, you know. Well, do you know what? That's a worry of mine. Is I've said the funeral a few times when she, you know, because everyone gets that sort of abuse. And like, what she was saying to me once, she was out running, someone shouted at someone, so, or so she was like, shouted idiot at them or something. I've said to her, look, don't, don't react. The last thing I want her is that you know, on her own, is some idiot to, to, uh, you know, to actually take a reaction like that the wrong way. And a lot of you guys will be, if you're listening right now, you're probably running yourself because I mean, if you're running with someone else and you listen. Dust then your your banter's boring like you know, your company's crap. So uh, you know, you you might be running by yourself. So yeah, make and it, it also comes down to a safety thing. Tell yeah. people where you're going as well. Like, you know, the amount of times if you if you're going out for a twenty mile and you're doing a big city limits loop, you get to the arse end of nowhere and you're you're loop and you're having to walk back and your loved ones are like, Where the hell are they? Yeah. Then you know it's quite. It could be potentially quite quite ruddy, and it could be quite cold. It could be, uh, you know, you could be in a, the middle of nowhere, and there's you're in a, the ghetto of 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 the city that you live in. Who knows? But um, be also, safe out there, folks. On the notice of this, right? One thing for runners is when if you see me out on a run, I'm all for like giving me a shout or a wave. On a cold, dark night, don't toot your horn at me. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like I absolutely crap myself. When some cars run next to me, you get that toot, and I can't tell who it is. You know what I mean? Like even my closest mates, I don't know. I don't. I I couldn't tell you what car Cal drives, right? So if you drove past me, any of the boys I run with drove past me, I couldn't tell. I, and they tooted at me, I'd be like, I don't know, someone in a go, in a blue golf. You know, <laughs> it's uh tooting is is bringing no interest to me unless you're sure that I can see you because I'm not. That's uh, it's happened a few times recently, and I'm like, you know, I'm. Someone you're zoned out thinking just, of something uh, else. You're just a face, you know. You're just such a well kept face in the the podcasting world, Tom. You know. Well, that and I run along the the 
Aberdeen West Hill Road, which is most people we know commute from up and down. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, that's a safety advice for the week, folks. Um, so, other than that, we're uh, we're going to bring you another instalment of the Doc Talks. We have one final episode, um, but we are going to be doing some more. But this one's all about the continuation of strength training and power, and this one's all about plyometrics. So. Have a listen, folks. Enjoy, and uh, hopefully you take something away from it. Okay, so we've got Lewis on the show again for a third episode instalment um, of the Doc Talk. So, welcome, Lewis. Thanks for coming on, along again to the to TRS. Hey, Kyle. It doesn't seem that long since we were speaking. <laughs> it does. It doesn't at all, does it? It feels just a couple of minutes ago since we recorded yeah. the last episode. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm sure we were going to get really good feedback from the listeners. Um, so this, do you want to 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 tee this one up, Lewis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so one of the things that we've been discussing previously are about you know we're, we're about building strength in the gym. Uh, so building some some absolute strength, building a bit of power, and you know doing a wee bit of of kind of plyometric type training, but all gym type of of activity. And I think it's it's important to uh, to think about well, you know, if you don't want to do that or you can't do that, or you don't have access to that, how can you get similar uh, benefits, you know, from your running yeah. or from running type sessions? So. Um, I, I think there's 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 um, some key things here that I, I think are probably very important, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I know some of these key things because I do them. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I suppose like, like we'll get straight into it. So hills. I mean, it's something that you've you've got me doing quite a lot of. Um, and do you know what? I actually it's not. I wouldn't say it's my. It's one of my favourite sessions to do because it's it's hard. You feel like you've worked, you've had a really good workout, um, and uh, and yeah, you, you know what's 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 better than running at the top of the hill and having a fantastic view of of the city of Aberdeen or uh, of or or the the hills of Afford. So, well, you uh, know what, if you if you're able to get to the top of that hill, Kyle, and enjoy the view, you've clearly not been running up hard enough. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them, some days, it's, it does, just doesn't happen. But you know. Yeah. Uh, but but you know what? So, some some of the hills that you're doing are, are you know for your ultra work and your hill running work. But there's a there's a lot of different varieties of, of hill training that that I think that that we need to speak about and yeah. that and that athletes from middle to long distance can incorporate in their training. Yeah. And uh, so I, I wanted to kind of just clarify. There's a link between um, the, the, the kind of strength work in the gym and, and what you can do outdoors. And, and one of the things that I learned many years ago from researching Renato Canova's work, so he's, he's the you know, Italian coach who's, who's coached folk from 800 metres to marathon to ultra, um, and has uh, got there's a lot of fantastic resources if people uh, Google his name and uh, the, the, they'll, they'll find a lot of really good training information. But, but some of the stuff I kind of specifically incorporated from learning about his work many years ago was uh, about short hill sprints. Yeah. And up very steep hills. 
So his recommendation is that is that you do six or eight hill sprints, lasting only about six or eight seconds. So it's it's very short, mm. but you do up a, a steep incline, and it's a bit like doing uh, multiple dynamic squats on one leg. You know that's technically what it's like. If if, if you're thinking about in the gym doing one leg squats, this is like you know a, a one leg squat on steroids in a sense. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't mention the word steroids <laughs> in the program. <laughs> There's worse things we've mentioned on this podcast, so you're okay. Yeah, good. So, um, so the so the benefit of of, of this is that you, you go full out. You know, you you, you go flat out uh, up up the hill, but it's for a short period of time. And the key to this is that you have to actually take a very long recovery. And this is something that middle and long distance runners hate. They absolutely oh, hate yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Because you need at least two, if not three minutes, and sometimes a bit more recovery. And folks will say, really? Yeah. But what what you're training is is your central nervous system's ability. So that's your, your brain to your nerves, to your muscle capability. To, to move fast, so it's really it's really the neuromuscular component, the neuro part of the the, the, the link here that, that you're training. Yeah. And, and interestingly, the metabolically muscles can recover quite quickly from a sprint. So from a metabolic point of view, you, you know you can walk back down the hill and feel recovered and ready to go. But from a central nervous system point of view, mm. it takes a few minutes. For the nerves to get fired up to be able to to go 100% again, so so the recovery is not for the muscles. The recovery is actually for the nerves. Yeah. Uh, and sprinters uh, know all about this, you know, because they take very long recoveries between uh, their their fast efforts and the, the the CNS fatigue. So you can actually get CNS fatigue that can last a day or two if you're doing high high uh, intensity. Uh, short work, uh, you know, a hundred percent effort. Yeah. Uh, so, so you need you, you do need a bit longer recovery. But so doing those six to eight hill sprints uh, and making sure you you kind of walk down, have a chat with whoever you're you're training with um, before you you know you, you, you engage in the next rep. Um, that's a really important thing to be able to do in terms of in terms of building strength. But it not only builds strength, it helps your posture. It helps the spring in your legs. It helps your stride length. Uh, so, you know, you know, I have marathon runners doing this kind of stuff regularly, uh, as well as middle distance runners. Yeah. So that's that's a really you know sort of uh, good one to do. You can do it once or even twice a week, depending on on the phase of the season. Yeah. Um, you you might do it a couple of times a week. Uh, you know, kind of early in your phase, but and and then. As you're coming towards more competition, you may be doing it once a week, or, or you maybe by that time transition to doing some some sprints on on the flat, you know, to convert your your strength, your hill strength, into into flat speed. But so that's so that's one type of, of hills that I think is important to consider. So the the other the other classic is that is that people will run 30 to 60 second hill reps up a kind of much more moderate hill, yeah, and they'll go pretty fast. And typical middle distance runner do two sets of eight by thirty seconds with a kind of 
60 to 90 second jog back down and and, and that kind of is is developing kind of some strength endurance but i think i think there's other ways to do this that that um give you more bang for your buck particularly in the early stages of, of your winter training mm-hmm. uh, you, you know so this is not stuff i'd be doing in, uh, in, in competition time yeah. but, but stuff that, that's really important in preparation uh, but it would be to run 30 seconds really pretty fast up the hill um, and then once you get to the end of your 30 second rep is to maybe do either 10 squat jumps or 10 sagittal jumps you know it's kind of like split jumps yeah. or 10 high skips or do 10 kind of blocked knee jumps where you're kind of, kind of bouncing up and down and that really adds to the strength endurance component. And then rather than kind of jogging back down quickly and doing it again, um, mm-hmm. I, I tend to get folk um, kind of walking back down and then and then doing, doing the rep again. So it, it's really kind of uh, a fastish hill rep uh, followed by uh, a bit like a circuit, except you don't, you're only doing one exercise. Yeah. So I would have somebody do you know, first 30 second rep, they would do 10 squat jumps after it. The second one, they do 10 sagittal jumps. The third one, they would do 10 high skips. The fourth one, they would do 10 blocked knees. And then they would just kind of rotate back, um, you know, from the start again. Yeah. And, and over a period of time, you can build up the number of reps. You could do, get up to your two sets of, of 8 by 30 or one set of eight by 60 seconds. But the key the key is to, you know, that you're working pretty hard, you're building up lactic acid, and then you're doing some strength endurance work, you know, on top of that, um, which really, uh, if you're not used to it, will, will certainly create some um, some delayed onset muscle soreness, some domes. Yeah. Uh, but, but you you know, it's, it's amazing how rapidly you can get accustomed to that. Yeah. I think I remember when I started doing that. I was, I mean, I did that a few weeks ago with the the squats and the the alternate lunges and things. And oh yeah. my my arse, it was oh so sore <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a few days afterwards. But I, like you know, after like the fourth of the fourth week of of building into it, um, what a difference you know the following day. And you could almost like you know you, you could almost do an easy run the following day and you could get into your session um so that that's probably the que- a question is in terms of some of the other sessions key sessions that you do within the week would you would you say would you would you have that one as one of your key sessions and then one other or two other 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 sessions or would it, it, it all yeah. depend on who you are and uh the, the type of uh, running discipline that that you'd be training for yeah, so so there's there's a number of caveats. So these these are things that I would do kind of early in the winter as part of a preparation phase. Um, I, I, over the years that I've been involved in in coaching athletes, one of my key realizations has been in terms of, of the numbers of intense training sessions. That yeah. once you get to two, getting beyond two in a week, it will often cause problems. So you've got to be careful. Uh, and this this is quite an intense session, so I, I would want some decent easy recovery. And you're usually doing it at a stage of the year when you're trying to build build some some steady miles. Uh, and so I would have it as one of probably two key sessions of the week. Yeah. Uh, and 
a third more minor session might be a kind of faster paced uh, steady run you yeah. know, sort of aerobic base but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be killing it with with uh, loads of sessions yeah um, and, and and I think I think what you've got to realize or recognize with, with how, you, how you phase your training is that you're really looking for a you know maybe four to six weeks worth of a, of a kind of basic phase where you're building this kind of leg strength and the, the strength endurance component um, and and then you're moving on to other things. You're always going to keep a bit of this on the go, or you're going to keep the benefits of it in in your next phase of training. Yeah. But but you you just got to be careful about uh, about how much you do. But gen- generally, in that earlier part of the the, 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 the season, um, apart from that workout, most of your other workouts are tending to be moderate rather than severe. Yeah. So. So you can fit it around, you know, starting to build up some miles as well. Yeah. The the thing that so although I took some of this from Canova, Canova does it um, slightly differently. He he likes a really long hill if he's doing it on hills. Yeah. And he likes somebody run maybe two hundred meters at eighty percent speed, and then and then do the squat jumps, and then he'll be straight into a sixty meter sprint uphill, and then into the sand jumps and then he'll be doing 150 meters at 80 percent and then he'll be into jump with blocked knees so he's doing a kind of you know maybe a four or five six hundred meter long uh, circuit where each of the exercises is done and then he's got a very long recovery at least five six minutes uh, before doing you know three four or even five sets of that yeah Okay. So and and but again, he's he uses it very much in his in in his uh, kind of general phase of training, which is before his, his any of the key phases to to build strength. And one of the keys around this, I think, is really important um, for marathon runners. Yeah. So marathon runners, if if you're if you're training effectively for marathons, and we can maybe we've said a bit about this in the past, but we can maybe. Do another bite-sized topic on it at some point. Yeah. But one of the things that happens when you're training for, for marathons, particularly when you're in the marathon-specific phase, is you've done eight to ten weeks of training, you've done your marathon, and the kind of training that you've done um, means that your leg strength has gone down, and you need to spend a few weeks, in my view, building up your leg strength. And, and this is one of the the kinds of things that that get you back on to getting your fast twitch muscle fibers uh, engaged, active, building your strength, building your strength endurance so that you're then ready to, to do your next um, you know, marathon cycle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the initial phase, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, but once you've developed this kind of strength, you want to keep it going somehow into your next phase. So, so your next phase is the phase, you know, preparing for competition. It's not the competition phase, but you know, within within that phase, you can you can um, still develop your strength and endurance in a number of ways as a distance runner. Uh, one of the, one of the kind of ways I like is is to do, you know, a classic session would be six by one kilometer, uh, yeah. whether it's a track or on the road, two minute recovery. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a classic kind of session, two to three minutes recovery, depending on your, your ability yeah. and your run very hard. But w- one of the things you can do with that session is to split it up into two sets of three. Okay. And in the middle, you know, so you do your six, 
one set of three, two minutes recovery, and then what you can do is six by 60 meter hill sprints with a walk back recovery. And yeah. so you do that in the middle. Or if, if you're kind of doing stuff at the track, you can you can do it on the stadium steps. You, know, you can bounce up the stadium steps, walk back down, and do that six times. Then I have another... a fear. This is what we're doing next week, isn't it? Yeah, this is what you're doing next week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> well, you had a wee peek, did you? You had a peek into I, the future. <laughs> I had a cheeky little peek in the future, and you never told me what I was doing. I guessed it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so you, you then go back and, and do your second set of three with two minutes recovery. So you've, you've done your six by 1K, you've sandwiched six by 60 meter either hills or you know, running up the stadium steps. Yeah. Um, and then you do another set of six at the finish. And that, and that's, that just keeps um, the, the strength endurance uh, that you've developed there and starts to kind of blend it into your faster, you know, as you're starting to run faster. Yeah. And of course, there's loads of other ways to do this, you know. You don't have to stop you doing fart licks for one to three minutes uh, and then, and, you know, finding a hill halfway through and, and doing some hill reps and, uh, uh, you know, back on to, to your, your next set of fart lick again and then finish with some hill reps. Yeah. Uh, Cross-country runners, you know, I mean, a cross-country race is, is similar to this in a sense, and it's just at a high intensity uh, where if you've got a good cross-country um, trail, yeah. then you, you've got some decent hills in that. But, but doing, doing some doing some reps on a cross-country trail where, you, you know, you, you, you do a bit of fart, like you come to the hills and you run up and down the hills two or three times and then get onto the reps again yeah. uh, is, is, is a good training. Yeah. Uh, it's it's quite exciting how much variation there is, but the meaning behind all the variations as well. Um, I think that's maybe where some people get a little bit confused. But um, I I think I really like how you explain things and 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 you know the the meaning behind it too. I think people. Well, I think I think it is important to have some meaning for what you do yeah. and understanding because I think as an athlete, when you've got that and you so you've got a bit of purpose. Mm -hmm. a bit of direction, you know why you're doing what you're doing and and you tend to just get more bang for your buck when yeah. you do that. No, absolutely. No, it's um okay. So is there anything else you think we should Yeah, speak there's about a couple of other things I wanted to mention. So uh, as part of marathon training, um, yeah. so before I would get into a specific marathon phase, what, what a session that I would use with marathon runners in, in the past is to get them doing four miles a pretty decent fast aerobic pace not absolutely killing it but a good, yeah. good aerobic pace and then do 8 to 10 60 second hill runs with a jog back recovery and then straight into another 4 miles uh, yeah. at a good aerobic pace and that that's a really good kind of early transition session that keeps strength endurance going it has you run in the second 4 miles on, on tired legs and, yeah. and the kind of fatigue that, that you do start to feel in a marathon and, and some runners I've, I've coached have, have even done, have even sandwiched it between two five milers or even two six milers. So, you know, that's quite hard to do. Mm -hmm. But the principle is really to do two, you know, two decent uh, aerobic efforts and sandwich between them some, you know, some hill reps. <coughs> so, so that's a good thing to do. 
Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is just um, uh, occasionally to do 400 to 500 meter hills that you do, you know, they're long reps, you do them hard and you have a good recovery uh, back down and, and, and do them hard again. And that, that keeps the, the, the strength endurance going and particularly helps uh, if you're a road or cross country runner, not only with the hills uh, in the cross country, but the undulations uh, on, you know, on, on some of the, uh, the road race tracks. Uh, yeah. and, but also gets your finish, keep, keeps, your, keeps you strong at the finish. It allows for that last couple of minutes in particular when you're vying for your place or to, to beat that particular person that you want to, to, <laughs> to, to yeah. beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's nothing worse when you in the last bit and you're going up a hill and you've got nothing in the tank at all. Uh, yep. But yeah, in training for that as well, it's, it's it is a fine art to that because um, it is mental, but it's also very much physical too. Um, and having the tools to be able to cope with that, I think, is really important. Um, because there's not that many flat cross-country races. There's quite a lot of hills and a lot of them anyway. There's some flat cross-country races, but it's always, especially the ones um, you know we get in the central part, it's very grass-based with a few grassy hills and things. Um, so, uh, well, yeah. as, you come, as you come to Forest, you know the Forest course. Oh, that's I love that's one of my favourite courses. I love the love the trail on it. It's so hilly too. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember I remember Joe Simmons years ago. So I I I coached Joe for a wee while when yeah. he was running a marathon. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. He was just a gazelle going uphill. Yeah, he was just fabulous. Well, that's it. I mean, he him and his his brother Andy. He's he came yep. fourth at the or fifth at the ETMB this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, just just how um you know the. He, he was, he just flew up the hills and I think I, I actually, I, I, I almost, I mean, I didn't catch him at all, but I remember that race in Forest he did and he wasn't that far ahead, but in the downhills, because it's quite a runnable downhill, I think I'm, because I'm a little bit heavier than him, I was like going a little bit faster than him, almost catching him and then there was another hill to go up and he just took off again, it was, it was quite funny, but. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was yeah I remember fun. I did watch that race. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came third in the national cross country that year, I think, didn't he? Second That's or right. third, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Outside 220, 2050 at Rotterdam. That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And a very paradoxically very hot day. Uh, it was about 18 degrees at the finish. Uh, we'd been training in Scotland at less than 5 degrees. Most oh, of the time. God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, well. Yeah, because uh, I remember he was going for sub-220, wasn't he, at the, the time? Um, yeah. At that time, the Commonwealth standard was, was 219. That's right, in Glasgow, yeah. yeah. Crack that. Yeah. Ah. Alas, it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't. I, I wonder if I'll ever get to that. You know, that be that standard again. Two nineteen. Jeez, I love that. Well, I say now, I'd have to get that time first. But I think, uh, yeah, it's because now it's the last Commonwealth Games. It was two fourteen. Was it two fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The standards really is really uh, increased. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And, and and we've got some really great marathon runners in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of competition, Kyle. Yeah, I know. I better get my finger out and get these sessions in, eh? <laughs> uh, right, well, 
other than that, I think that's just done for another episode of the Doc Talk. So, and uh, the, the bite size episode. So, thanks again, Lewis, for that. And um, yeah, no doubt we'll we'll be getting a few other um, topics on. And 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 again, listeners, let us know if there's anything that you want to, us to talk about, or certainly Lewis to talk about. Um, just drop us a line, and and we'll we'll chat to him and see see if he's uh, available to to give you some advice. Thanks again. Yeah, certainly ha- happy to talk about anything running related and stuff about whether it's nutrition or marathon training, ten k's, you know, you know, whatever, whatever folks yeah. want. I'm I'm really quite happy to um, to give it a go. However, yeah. we think about it and put something together. Not a yeah. problem. Perfect. Uh, thanks again, Lewis. That's awesome. Cheers. Okay, great stuff. Thank See you, Kyle. Bye. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us again, Lewis. It's uh, The Doc is always welcome fixture on here. Right, Kyle. TRS run of the week. So, I think... Uh... Well, I, I was going to say your man, Dave Moore, but... <laughs> <laughs> He did complete the bloody race, didn't he? <laughs> so, I think uh, he gets an honorary mention. He gets an honorary mention. But uh, he's a nominee, but um, I think the clear standout for me is uh, is Megan Keith. I agree. I think, you know, her standout at the Intercounties was fantastic. And, and you know, winning by a country mile is... An event like that is just phenomenal. Just a, an exciting emerging talent for the, for the, for the future years, hopefully. I completely agree. Well then, Megan, we think you may be a multiple winner of the the TRS run of the week. Carl and I were chatting about it just offline there, so that is congratulations. I think that's the first person to win it more than once. Boom! Look at that, eh? Yeah, hat trick to come. We'll see you at the Inverness Campus 5K. That's when we're. Uh, that's the next time we'll, we we may get an opportunity to see her. Speaking of which, you fancy that this this year? When is it? Uh, I don't may, know, be May sometime. Friday I, night in May. It's funny you say that. I was um. I was I was doing a presentation for uh, RBS uh, this this afternoon um, as a lunch and learn for their employees, and we're talking about you know uh, having a sedentary lifestyle and, and ways to combat that. And uh, the guy who 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 organised or asked me, a guy called Russell White. So big shout out to Russell White. I hope you're listening. I said I would have a shout out in uh, one of the slides. It said at the start of the week, I was like, what are my goals going to be? And one of them is to run a 5k PB. Because I think that's one of my weakest five, uh, personal bets because it's half my 10k PB time, you see? Okay, yeah. So that could potentially be on the, the card. So I'm not going to discount, I'm not gonna discount a, 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 you know, a, a stab at my 5k personal well, bet. Do, do you know what? Come up. It's a Friday night. Good uh, travel up with us. Good crack up there. Come back down. It's a worst case. It's a, it's a good training run. Best case, you get a PB. There's nothing to lose, those, is it? I think five. Honestly, believe five k is one of those distances that you need to get. If you get out, you out and about and race it a few times, you kind of hone into it. Yeah, I agree. So I uh, nice. I think I'll try and do it. Also, supporting a, a local race is always a win. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'd like to Ross do it. Cairns. Precisely. So yeah, let's let's get out on the radar. Details emerging soon, no doubt. Yes. Right, uh, speaking of upcoming races, our upcoming races schedule is actually suddenly quite um, bare. We took out the Beach Tank, uh, the um, Cooper 5 and Inverness races this weekend. So all we've got on the list are the 
Calder Glen Harris Trail Running Festival, which is on the Friday, 26th of June. That the the guys got in touch with us last week on. So yeah, get entries open, get involved with that. Of course, there's the Metro Beach 10K, which is the go-to 10K in the northeast at the moment. So get involved. Um, looking forward to seeing a bunch of clubs come up for that. Entries open now. That's the end of June. And you know what? I'm think I'm gonna uh, or 14th of June. I think it is. I think I'm going to run or spectate that on the Friday night. Probably run it Friday night and then get a flat. I get a red eye flight Saturday morning for night of the ten thousands <laughs> down the Highgate. Richard boy. So you well, can next weekend. I, I honestly, like I'm, the boy, uh, we're going down. It's happening. You need to get involved, mate. This is it? A good weekend. The fifteenth of June, I think. Fifteenth of June. I think that might be uh, Mozart. Right. Okay. It might not be, but I'll figure it out. We'll see. Okay. I'll check it out. Let's Very good. See. So that is all we've got. There's a few other things. Of course, the 28th of March is the Alawa Half. Entries are open for that. That's a good one. Um, the day before is the Scottish Athletics Road Relays. I believe entries are open for that. So get in touch with your captains, team managers, club leaders to get your teams in for that. That's always a, a really good day out. And in other news, Scottish Athletics announced this week that the Scottish National 5K champs, as always, will be at the uh, Silver Nows 5K. And entries are open for that. I think they're already selling out like hotcakes. Interestingly enough, I see that they are going to separate the men and the women's races this year, which is interesting. Um, and why it's interesting is they're going to be five minutes staggered with the ladies starting afterwards. Which means, if you're a 15, say a 16-minute woman, you're going to catch the 21-minute men. So the end of their race could be a little bit shambolic. Woof, man. The uh, I'm sure it'll be I, fine. Is it not wide? The, you know, is it not wide enough to? I don't know, mate. The finish of that race is chaos. I've always had a, a lot of respect for the fact how they manage that because you've got. It's unbelievable how many people are coming in. Maybe at 21-minute men is a little bit less thick and fast, which is why they're doing it. And it will create a real race for the women, which is cool. Um, anyway, so that's uh, that's something to look at entering soon if you haven't, because it is, from what I understand, half the entries have gone already. I actually gave the name wrong. It's Give it its full title, so Scottish Athletics can benefit from their sponsorship. It's the True Wealth Scottish 5K Champs. Okay, okay. Well, Kudos to True Wealth. Seems to be getting involved in a few things now. I, think I tell you, it's, it's where you get your well. fast 5Ks, that's for sure. And True Wealth is sponsoring the 10 milers as well. Um, so actually, there's another race we're talking about. We're talking about upcoming races. So the Tom Scott, we mentioned that before, that's on Sunday the 5th of April at Strathclyde Park. And entries are open for that. That also incorporates the West District 10 miler. I'm so a lot of races that. coming up. It's um, exciting. Yeah, the 5K is on, I'm jumping around a wee bit here, the 5K is on Friday the 1st of May. Well, like it, like it. Plenty to do, plenty to race. Well, we need to talk about our hill running season too, uh, your hill running season later on in the year. So we'll have to get some of the calendar sessions for that, the calendar for the Scottish hill running season next, the, 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 the later on in the year, eh? Yes, I see there's a bit, there's a good article on Scottish Athletics about that actually. So yeah, we can talk about that next week. Yeah. Right, on that note, Tom, I think we're going to, I think I hear my, my curry, I think I'm having a, I don't know what we're having tonight. It'll be a surprise, but um you're looking forward to my food and fueling up for tomorrow's heavy session I'm going to be doing. So what's the session tomorrow? I think I'm going to do a, a six by a mile at 
Nice. Potentially 10k pace. Get a bit of speed back in the good old legs, you see. Very good. What about you? Uh, tomorrow I'm doing I'm doing a bit of tempo. I think it's, I'm going to do four mile tempo, uh, sort of marathon, half marathon pace, and then go into some half mile reps. I like it. A wee bit of a mix. Um, this week actually we've got on Saturday we've got the Metro Aberdeen 30th anniversary so uh, looking forward to that celebrate 30 years of the club of course 30 years eh dinner, oh, dinner, on, dinner event on the week black tie dinner on, on the weekend so that'll be good and ah, yeah. Uh, yeah good week coming up hopefully hopefully another 90, 90, 85 to 90 mile week jeez well didn't get didn't do anything silly alright no no it's all I'm, I'm, I'm be doing, sensible I am being sensible. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it uh, consistent now. Good, and as long as you're still doing your at ease soldiers. I am, yeah, I am doing my at ease soldiers. Good. So uh, <laughs> running with a metronome still as well. Good on you, you poor bastard. <laughs> you know, if, if I get if I get a big PV in London, I, I can be. I don't care if I'm the most boring yeah, man in the world. Yeah, drinking your diluting orange juice in your metronome. It's maybe an entertaining podcast. This. The thing is, what, 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 Kyle, what you fail to appreciate is, uh, you know, uh, it's cool to, it's it, that, that's the new it's world cool we're living in. It's, bastard, isn't it's it? cool to be committed and dedicated. <laughs> I know people you know? are like, geez, that Kyle used to be a runner. Look at him; he's just <laughs> doesn't do anything other than eat Cheetos and drink beer and speak about the past. <laughs> I'm one of those. I am. I was a runner. Eighties dinosaurs. Are, you are one, one of these days. You're gonna you're gonna talk about a start line and make it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh me. Well, on that note, I'll, I'll be back and uh, I'll better get my my finger out and start. You know, less chatting on the podcast and more running. Eh. Exactly. Aye. Right. Well, I look forward to hearing about some uh, some miles next week then. Oh, you will do. Don't you worry. And so will you, listeners. Right. We'll see right. You next week then. Thanks, folks. See you later. Bye.